You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 14. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing how this year sort of accidentally became my best year ever, and the things that I am seeing now looking back that I think attributed to this being the best year. I hope you guys will tune in so that you can make next year your best year ever. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Hey friends, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different than my normal episodes. I don't really have an outline or a script for this episode, I just have the main topics that I want to cover, and I really hope that you feel like we are sitting down for a cup of coffee and just chatting about how our businesses are going. This idea came to me as I was trying to figure out my last few podcast episodes for this year, and also as I was applying for a coaching program that I'm looking into for next year, and as I was looking over some of my stats from this year, I realized that kind of accidentally this year became my best year in my business ever. And I really want to not make this an episode where I am bragging about that or making anyone feel bad for maybe this year not being successful for you, but I really just want to share why I feel like this year became my best year ever. I can look back now as I'm reviewing some things that happened this past year, and I can really get an idea of some of the big things that I think happened or that I did that I think attributed to the overall success of this year. And I'm hoping by sharing these things that it will encourage you and it will also give you some things to think about for your own business for next year. I want to first start by sharing a little bit about how the beginning of this year started. And as much as I don't normally share a ton of personal stuff on this podcast, because I'm usually sharing more tactical approaches to your blog, I feel like it's really important to share kind of the personal side of where my business was at at the beginning of this year so that you can understand some of the changes that I made. So last year, around the beginning of the year or the end of last year, I started kind of reviewing my year in my business, and I realized that I was spending a ton of time on my food blog without seeing a lot of return. I was spending probably 80% of my time working on my blog and only making probably 20% of my income. Whereas my web design business, I was spending way less time. I was really just doing my client work. I wasn't doing any marketing. I wasn't doing any anything like this podcast. I was really just doing the work that was coming in to me from referrals and I was making about 80% of my income, feeling like I was putting in very little effort into that business. And at the same time in my personal life, I had at the time an almost one-year-old and a roughly three and a half-year-old. So I was feeling very stretched thin in pretty much every area of my life. I felt like there was never enough hours in the day to get the work done that I needed to get done I felt like there was not enough time to devote to my food blog or my web design business. I just felt stretched thin. Ironically, the word I came up with for this year was stretch, even though I was already feeling completely stretched thin in every area. 
but God kind of laid it on my heart that this was going to be a year of stretch. I didn't really know what that meant. Looking back now, I can see many things that that meant, but I just started really feeling like something needed to change, and I wanted to give my web design business a chance to kind of be the star of the show. My food blog wasn't really growing the way that I wanted it to, and I knew that the climb from where I was to where I would need to be was a little more than I wanted to take on. And I also really felt like flipping the switch and focusing on my web design business would kind of give me a renewed passion. I was kind of feeling burnt out from my food blog, having spent so much time and feeling like I really didn't have much to show for it. My blog was still very small. I didn't really feel like I had an engaged audience. And at the same time, I was always having ideas of how I could serve my audience for my web design business, but I didn't have time to actually implement those ideas. So long story short, I decided to slowly let my food blog go. And I'm going to talk about that specific decision a little bit more in next week's episode, but I just wanted to kind of lay the foundation of how things started this year. It was really emotional and scary to let go of this thing that was literally my baby, had been my hobby, my business, my side project, whatever you want to call it for many years. And it was a little weird to shift gears. So as I started to shift gears, I found that I had just a renewed passion for my web design business, for creating content for that business, and for doing the client work that had started to feel mundane when I had just all of these balls in the court and just all of these things going on. So the very first thing that I think attributed to this year being my most successful is one that I think is a little bit shocking, and it's actually that I cut back my hours. So my childcare situation changed a little bit at the beginning of the year, and basically I ended up going from more hours to less hours, but more focused hours. So right now as I'm recording this, my work schedule is that I have Tuesday and Thursday that I am in a co-working office, and that is when I get the bulk of my client work done and my podcast recording and all of that. But that meant that I had a lot less kind of flexible time to work on my business, and those were the days that I was going to 100% know that was when I could get work done. And I found that having less time actually made me a lot more structured in my business. Instead of feeling like I was always trying to fit business work in, I was always trying to check emails or do this design project or work on this recipe. Instead of feeling like I was 100% all the time on work mode, I started to feel like I could really turn work mode off. And so when I was working, I was really working. And when I wasn't working, I could just be a normal person who was just with her family and not working all the time. The second thing that happened is that I decided to invest in coaching. So two of my absolute favorite people in the design and development world decided to offer an accelerator program over the summer. And to be honest, at the time, I thought I have no time for this. There's just no way that I have time to invest in coaching or a group program, a mastermind, any of that stuff. I still, even though things had shifted, still didn't really feel like I had hours each week that I could dedicate to things that weren't paying the bills, things that I was actually paying for. But being that these two people are some of my favorite people and being that I really felt like I hadn't ever invested in my business this way, I've invested a lot of money into my food blog, but I hadn't invested a lot of money into my design business. And so I decided to invest in this coaching program. And I think to say that it radically changed my business is probably an understatement, but That three-month coaching program really changed a lot of things for my business, but the thing that it really did for me is to set a foundation for what I wanted my business to grow into. 
So one of the things that ended up coming out of that group program is that I finally decided to step into my niche. For many years, I have tried to toe the line between wanting to work exclusively with food bloggers and feeling like I needed to work with other business owners too, just in case. And through this program, I finally decided that I was going to go all in on working with food bloggers. That was going to be my niche and everything I was going to do was going to be for those people specifically. And I can honestly say that this podcast would not exist had I not gone through that coaching program because I wouldn't have had the clarity to see that that was something I wanted to do. I even thought about starting a podcast back in May after I went to the Everything Food Conference and I heard Pat Flynn talk about podcasting and it was an idea that really got me excited and I wanted to do it and then I quickly went back to feeling like I had no time and it wasn't the right thing for my business but once I finally leaned into my audience and my niche being for food bloggers I realized quickly that having a podcast was going to be a huge thing for my business because I was going to be able to connect with food bloggers in a way that I can't really do in any other way. I know that my audience listens to podcasts obviously you're listening to this right now and so through investing in coaching I was able to define my niche and actually lean into it and then completely change my packages on my website, my processes, all of that kind of stuff because I was able to figure out what my niche was and I was able to finally lean into it. The fourth thing that I feel like really helped propel my business forward and make this year the best year ever for my business is that I finally really started utilizing my team. And I used to feel a little bit pretentious saying that I have a team, but the more that I have tried to kind of step into a CEO role of my business and really think like a CEO, the less sort of pretentious I felt about saying that and the more excited I am that I have such a great team. And I want to mention just what my team looks like because I feel like that's always really interesting to me to hear what other people are doing for a team. And even though I'm talking about a team for my web design business, I hope it will show you how much success I've had because of my team. I can 100% say with certainty that this podcast would not exist without a team that I would not be able to take on the amount of clients that I can take on without a team, that I would not be able to spend the little amount of hours that I spend on my business with the amount of income that I make from my business without my team. So I have my virtual assistant. I have a developer who I outsource advanced development stuff to. I have a creative design assistant who helps me with making designs and graphics and things like that. I have a podcast editor who's listening to this right now. He's my brother. And then I recently hired a Pinterest manager. So I don't really have much to say on that yet because I just started it. But that was a part of my business I have been neglecting for far too long. So I finally brought someone on to help with that. So that's five people that I have on my team that are helping with various tasks. Collectively, I probably pay for anywhere between 15 to 30 hours of people's time each month. And yes, that's a big investment. But that's also 30 hours, roughly, that I'm not having to do for my business to move forward. And to me, that is an invaluable investment. And I have definitely been able to see the way that my business has grown, specifically because I'm investing that much time and money into my team. So the last thing that I think made a huge difference this year is a little less tactical and a little more mindset. And it is that I finally stopped making excuses. Part of this, I feel like, comes from being in a coaching accelerator program. I feel like having to say how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking or what is holding me back, having to say those things out loud, you finally realize how silly it is that you feel that way. And so you just stop making excuses and getting it done. 
Now, I'm not going to say that every single thing in my business works, you know, perfectly every time. There are still things that I have to get over and stop making excuses for. But I feel like in general this year, I finally realized that part of what was holding my business back from growing was me and was the thing, the roadblocks that I was putting in my own way. And once I was able to stop making those excuses, to stop telling myself that I didn't have enough time or I couldn't grow my business or all of these negative things, after I stopped letting myself think those things and tell myself those things, things started to dramatically change. One of the biggest examples that I can share here of an excuse that I feel like was holding me back was I always used the fact that I had two businesses and two kids and I was stretched thin as an excuse. And I finally got to the point through a very tearful, sad conversation with my husband at the beginning of the year where I realized that no one could change that but me. There was absolutely no one who could stop me from having two businesses and making myself be at a point where I was stretched completely thin, breaking down and crying over how stressed I was in the middle of a game night with my husband, the only person who could stop that from happening was me. So I feel like I just wanted to mention that particular point because I feel like so often we have all of these excuses of why we do things in our business or why our businesses aren't growing and so often we just get stuck in a rut of repeating the same excuse over and over to ourselves instead of making a change and taking action to make that situation different. So to review really fast, the five things that I think attributed to this year being my best year ever is cutting back on my hours so I could be more focused the time that I was working, investing in coaching or a mastermind, finally stepping into my niche, owning it and leaning into it, utilizing my team. For you, that might be having a team and being willing to invest in a team when you don't think you're ready yet. And last, stop making excuses. Whatever it is that you think is holding you back from growing and that is the thing that keeps repeating in your head, That's what you need to stop making an excuse about today. I hope that this is encouraging to hear that I did not say this was my best year ever because I made more money, because I raised my prices, because of anything related to the financial side of my business. All of those things are true, but I don't think that that is specifically what attributed to this being my best year ever. I can look and see that yes, financially it's my best year ever and I made more money this year than I did in the past, but I can also see that I've spent more money and that I've spent less time. And to me, being able to spend less time on something and also feel really good about where my business is at at the end of this year versus at the end of last year means more to me than the actual income that I might have made. So I'm going to end this episode the same way that I ended episode number 12. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, I would really recommend going back to listen to that one because it's a lot more tactical than this one is about how you can review the last year for your blog. But I asked two final questions in that episode that I want to ask again. As you're listening to this episode, there might have been some things that came up for you that you're thinking would be the change that you need to make for next year. I know if I was listening to this episode a year ago, I definitely would have known the change that I needed to make. So what pivots or changes do you need to make in your business next year in order for it to grow? And then I also want you to lean into what worked really well last year. Let yourself celebrate that. Let yourself feel good about it. Treat yourself to a nice gift or a fancy dinner out with your husband or your partner. Celebrate the wins that you've had, but don't be afraid to have the courage to make the changes that you need to make to make next year even better. Because I think for far too long, I held on to what I thought I should do, and I held on to pride of not wanting to let go, and that really stopped me from having my best year ever. 
I also ended episode 12 with this quote, and I want to end it with this quote again because I think it is just so good to remember, especially at the end of the year. This quote is from Andy Stanley. It was quoted in the book Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt, and it says, Everyone ends up somewhere in life. A few people end up somewhere on purpose, and those are the ones with vision. I hope that next year you will go into the year feeling strong and having an incredible vision for your blog next year. I hope that you'll tune in for the last few episodes of the year as we're going to wrap up planning for next year and making next year your best year ever. If you haven't, I would love for you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and definitely be sure to also leave a review of the podcast so that other food bloggers just like you can find the podcast too. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.